Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi there, everybody, and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. With Simon Jordan taking in the sights in Scotland, I was joined in studio by former England internationals Danny Mills and Carlton Palmer. The main focus of today was, of course, that all-important World Cup quarterfinal for England on Saturday night against the French. We're going to talk about England all morning. Of course we will. England preparing for the French. Where do you stand in this then, Danny? Back three versus back four and the Mbappé conundrum. I think he'll stick with the back four. I think they will... I think Gareth might tweak the midfield area. I think he might play Jude Bellingham on the right of that three. I think you might see Rice as the out-and-out holder sit in front of the back two. I think you might see Bellingham on the right-hand side just to help out Kyle Walker at times because the Mbappe's quick but you've still got other players in that team you know Griezmann's a problem when he drops into that strange position yeah. of, of a false it's nine a ten player, isn't he? position they've got pace down the right hand side as well Mbappe can switch wings they can do all sorts but I think if you play Bellingham inside on that right he's got the athleticism the pace the energy to get up and support Kane and, and the front three but he's also got the tenacity and the desire to get back and help Kyle Walker out if he comes inside. Carl, I, I've got no issue with Mbappe versus Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker sends him down the line. Where's the danger? Straight race, not not a huge problem. Kyle Walker's got bags of experience, mm. bags of pace. If he sends him down the line, what's the worst that can happen? Mbappe crosses it or cuts in from the byline. That's not a problem. Mbappe wants to come inside. So all Kyle Walker's got to think is, show him down the line, show him down the line. Then it becomes a bit of a race. And if he does get past him towards the byline, even if it's near the 18-yard box, it's on the byline. You've got centre-halves coming across. So you sound like, don't be over-bothered about Mbappe. I don't think you can. If you do that, it becomes a problem. And that, that therein is the problem. If Gareth reverts to type in, in all the, the games that he plays the top opposition, he goes to a back three. Now, if he does that, you would assume it's Walker, Stones and Maguire. And and then Trippier would would uh, play on a Bappy, but then straight away we go to a back a, a, f- a flat five because 
uh, Mbappe and Dimpelli will stay up and wide. Uh, but I, then, I, then you're taking you're taking Carlos Walker's pace out of it and it, using him as a covering player. Exactly, and and, and also you're giving the initiative to. Um, France. I think we should stay with the. And, we, and we're going to have to make too many changes then, because then you're going to have to leave out Foden. You're going to have to leave out Saka. <laughs> Don't do that. I think we've got a better midfield for them. I think we've got three top. I, I think we've got three top strikers. Right. I think with Declan uh, sitting in there, Declan can get in and around uh, Kyle and help him out. If you look at uh, the Iran game, when, when Luke Shaw was caught out of position, Declan got back in there. Let's go and have a go at him. Go and be positive. Ooh, and go and put, No, go and be positive and have a go at him because we, you know, everybody talks about our frailties defensively. We've only conceded two goals and we've conceded three, three, three clean sheets. We've scored 12 goals. We've scored the most goals in the tournament, right? So go. And, and another interesting fact, France have only got three, had three goal scorers. We've had eight different goal scorers. So we're scoring goals from G every game, different games position. Games are one in the midfield, Jim. You know, Absolutely. Croatia beat us in the last World Cup because their midfield was better than ours. Mm. Simple as that. We didn't beat Italy because their midfield, I think, was better than ours. You know, player for player. Our midfield was better than France. I think we were negative in both of those games. I think we sat back against uh, Italy. But they, when were we better, they, they were better than us, Carlton. But, but, they were better players. But, but if they, in, in, in the Russia game, uh, or sorry, the Croatia game, I think I was crying out before half-time we had to go to five in the midfield. When we played them in a friendly after the World Cup, we played a five and beat them in a friendly. But they had... They had Brozovic, yeah. Rakitic, yeah. and Modric. Yeah, but that's three world-class players. We had a young Jordan, a younger Jordan Henderson, yeah. Jesse Lingard, Ashley Young. Mm. Yeah, but we had to yeah. pack. That, that, that yeah. doesn't pale in. They're nowhere near. Yeah, so what you're up against tomorrow, you think is overcomable? We're better than them. Oh, we're our, better our, than... Mid, our midfield is better than them. And you look at all the great teams. And Carlton played in some fantastic teams and against some fantastic teams. If you win the midfield battle. You have a much better chance of winning the game. Well, it decides the game for me yeah. tomorrow. This is more English positivity than arrogance. I must no, say, I'll concede to a, that. I said at the top, start of the tournament, right when people are talking about England, this is a good group of players that we have. It really is, and the manager has got the trust of the players in every which way, and they believe in him. And you know, as we've seen with Harry Maguire, who's not had the best of club form but he's been superb in the World Cup and everybody's yeah. talking about the frailties of England yeah. at the back we are not poor defensively we are good we have a very very good side and we will if we can get past France which I honestly believe we can if we go 4-3-3 we'll run it very close to winning the World Cup I'm loving that I'm loving that so if Southgate sticks to what he's been doing um, England have more than a very good chance you agree with that you agree with the boys and don't pay over too much attention to Mbappe. He's another player. He's another player on the, the opposition side. You can uh, give us a shout in that. 03717 Funnily enough, I was thinking about you last night, Danny Mills. You and I had a long chat in the car park at Wembley. <laughs> what was it? Was it uh, the day Liverpool won the FA Cup semi-final, I think? Uh, and got uh, themselves... Final, I think, wasn't it? Was, was it the was final? It, was it Liverpool-Chelsea? Yeah, I think it, it was, was Liverpool-Chelsea. Liverpool -Chelsea. Yeah. Would, would, did you think then, in all honesty, all those months ago, that we'd be here now talking about England on the eve of a World Cup quarterfinal and looking at a semi-final, maybe looking at a final. I, I was get, getting out of the group was always mandatory and it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting through the round of sixteen, you assume that's going to happen. But then I said it. I've said from day one when people were saying if Gareth doesn't win this, he needs to be sacked. Well, hang on a minute. You got to look at who you play along the way. You have to look at the draw. France are the world champions. Yeah, they've got four or five players out. 
as well, don't forget. Sure. If, if they had their full complement, oh, yeah. they would be huge favourites. Oh, can't you? If going he was into in this there game. And, 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 then, yeah. and, then, and then you get the ridiculous argument, and, and Simon makes this point quite often, Gareth has never beaten a team that we're not expected to beat. What England manager has, by the way, <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think there isn't. There yeah. is, no, but it, oh, you have to go back to 02 when we beat Argentina. Yeah, well, but let's carry that on the other side of this break because I'm getting behind this morning, but I'm loving this, and so are the listeners this morning. John Paul Jones, hi to you, John. One of many. Danny and Carlton talking absolute sense this morning. Come on, England. I, I was quoting that tweet, incidentally. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Am I allowed to say this in the break? Yeah. Did I hear you both say, yeah, if we beat the French, we're in the final, we get to the final? I think we do. I think the, the belief and confidence that you take from winning that game, if they win it, will be absolutely immense. Uh, and, and then you don't fear Portugal or Morocco in, in any way, shape or form. Got to get past the French first. That's not going to be easy, by the way. Right. But you do that, Carlton, then you're looking at a final. Are you in agreement with that? I'm, I'm totally in agreement. All right. Because the reason I ask, uh, Mr Mills, something of a sore point, three World Cup quarterfinals this century for England, two ended in defeat, 2002, Danny, against Brazil, 2006 against uh, Portugal, and then a win over Sweden in 2018. But Danny... You know, we're talking about, let's not obsess about Mbappe. Did you guys over-obsess about this fella back in 2002? Ronaldinho takes, and David Seaman's call off his line, and Brazil take the lead. Ronaldinho has scored. David Seaman is caught cold. Remember that moment, Mr. Moore? Of course you do. Sad, sad, sadly, yes, uh, unfortunately. Now, what was the plan for him that day? There wasn't one. <laughs> but, because they had Roberto Carlos and Cafu as, as the fly-in wing-backs. They were they played a four at the back, but they were effectively wingers. You had Rivaldo in there. Terrible team. Janinho, I think, came on or played, it, played in that game as well in, in midfield. Uh, and you also had the real Ronaldo, R9. Uh, you, well, you, you can't you can't make special measures for five or six of them. <laughs> it's impossible. You and did had, get them sent off though, didn't you? And they had Gilberto Silva sat sat, oh, in, sat in the middle. What, you know, what invincible. happened with that red card though? Because Ronaldo gets sent packed. Ronaldinho yeah, gets sent packed. It was a poor tackle. He caught me shin pad. It was one of those. You go down and just see what happens. Didn't roll around. And then as I was going to get up, Scalzi came home and said, "Oh, he's getting a card out. Stay stay down for a minute. Stay down for a minute." And he pulled a red card out. It's never a red card. Did you get told to stay down? Well, but you, but you but you do you don't you let I so said I didn't roll around squee, squealing no that that wasn't what I did oh, I at all that. you just lay on the floor yeah and you let the referee make a decision simple as that yeah so Danny's saying they didn't obsess about Ronaldinho the same applies to Mbappe then tomorrow listen you can't listen obviously he's a world class player he's banging form but they have got other players right I think you and and the way they play is 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 important how England deal with it because Mbappe and Dembele will stay up and wide and and then Griezmann gets in that those areas there so it's important that um you know uh, Rice it'll he, be very very important for us if we play a four in in filling in in those full back areas I don't think you should over obsess about any player but you have contingency plans for that, England can always change if they get into a winning position and go to a five at the back. But I think let's focus on the fact that we have a midfield that's better than yep. theirs. Our front three are exciting. Foden's banging form. 
I'm I'm loving the boy from Arsenal at the moment, the way he picks up the ball and runs at people. He's frightening the life out of people. And we've got people, Rashford's the top scorer at three goals and he won't start. Mm. Gr- Gries- Griezmann's the key, I think. Yeah. He, he's he's their playmaker, and everyone says oh, he's a bit he's in and out of games. So what do you do with him? No, but he he, he comes on to naturally the way that they play. <laughs> he, he finds he, really he, difficult positions to pick up, and his work rate is exceptional. You don't play for Diego Simeone for a long period of time unless your work rate is unbelievable and your defensive knowledge. He gets but, back, he puts his foot in. So what's but he going to be up to tomorrow? No, then? but naturally Rice will pick him up yeah. in the yeah. areas right. where he goes. Right. The way that they play their system he will naturally come on to Declan Rice and in the World Cup so far midfield yards that have run Declan's ahead of everybody so he'll, he'll have him tomorrow no, no so how good is this group Carl? the two of you you're enthusing about the group this group before is, we came into the studio this group's good enough to win the World Cup I said it before the start you always when you, Danny will tell you you can't you can't go into a major tournament and say it's a given that you're going to win because you're talking about world-class teams and world-class players. You need a little bit of luck and, you you know... I, I don't think we've got many world-class players in that team. You don't. But we've got a very, very good team. Is You've Harry got, Kane world-class? He's the only one. So you wouldn't say... He's the only one. Uh, you, 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 you wouldn't say Bellingham's world-class? Not yet, no. You wouldn't say he's world-class? Not yet. Not at nine. He's not world-class at 19, no. Well, I, I think he's world class. I think Sterling's on on that cusp. Of, doesn't even get in the team. No, but he's he's listen, Dan. He's not in the team because the team went out and had a, a magnificent performance when he when he made changes. So I think we've got. I think so, Foden, Sterling. I, I don't think. Foden, I think we've got. I think we've got a, a squad where, apart from Harry Kane, you can probably change most of those players and not see too many weaknesses. Well, that tells you how good a squad That's we've what I'm got. We've, I think we've got a, we've got an exceptionally good squad and young, without you, too many world class players in it. And I, and I think that's beneficial to the England camp and the England team. I, I no one expected with that. Jordan Henderson to come in and play no, really that's well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, 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 no one saw that coming. And right. suddenly now you're going. He has to start against no, France. I, I disagree that we haven't got world class players and we've got we've got the youngest squad in the world club. Right, I think we have got world-class players. Okay, all right. Of course, it's not just all about England. What's going on in the French camp? We'll get the inside take on that very shortly. We'll also find out the mood of La Belle France going into this game. Uh, how is France looking at this match? As it's do or die, because whoever goes forward goes into a semi, then maybe a final, then maybe wins it. Uh huh. It is indeed the business end of this tournament. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Going to be plenty of debate inside the studio this morning with Carlton Palmer and Danny Mills. Uh, here's Mike from Barrow. Morning, guys. Danny's bang on the money here. The title world class. It's banded about too easily by some. Carlton's falling into the trap here. Bellingham, Foden, especially Sterling, nowhere near world class. We'll get back to that in a second, Carlton. I uh, wonder what the mood is in France. Eric Biedelman of uh, the French newspaper L'Equipe joins us live. Eric, good morning to you. What is the mood in your part of the world? Uh, good morning to you all. Um, <clears throat> the mood is, uh, I think, is the same than in England. We are uh, a bit suspicious about the opponent. We don't <laughs> fear England, but we do feel that we are not favourite uh, to come to this game. And uh, we fear uh, the quality of your upfront players. We fear the creativity of Bellingham. And in the meantime, you do fear Mbappe. And you do fear, I guess, also... Uh, 
all our offensive squad. So I think it's really an, an average, uh, an average and shared feeling. I see, but you French very cutely are making England favourites, Eric, are you? No, we don't make England favourites. I don't think we are. We are playing mind games uh, in in that. Uh, we we do really feel that our team is gonna be stronger and stronger uh, day after day and game after day. But it seems also that England is also uh, getting uh, very consistent, and that we are really on the edge of a, of a very very close game. Um, we we really have also like you uh, some negative points. Uh, I guess uh, when you talk to yourself, uh, you can talk about your central defenders and be a bit uh, worried about uh, their lack of speed and uh, and reactivity. We do have the same with our right back Hyundai. Yeah, uh, but you keep are... you keep saying and people keep talking about our defence and everybody keeps and and the French. I've heard a lot of French going on about Maguire, but we've kept three clean sheets and only conceded two goals in a game that was done and dusted. Whereas you've conceded four goals. So yeah. you know uh, this criticism. <laughs> about um, our defence yeah. is uh, is not backed up with any facts. Yeah, but uh, I can understand. But if football was about statistics, then uh, we would... Uh, we would well, it's not it, about uh... statistics. <laughs> the fact is, England yeah, yeah, have kept clean, three, three clean sheets. It is about yeah. statistics, about goals. <laughs> That's yeah, the only yeah, statistic it's goals. that matters. It's goals, but then, then we can talk about the quality of the opponents. Then we can go about the tactical... Uh, the tactical average of uh, and the tactical will of the team. I do, I do agree with you, and I I appreciate that you back your team and that you are confident with uh, with your defense. And uh, as I could pretend that we 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 are pre- we are uh, uh, feeling the same way. I do feel more uh, suspicious about my own defense, and I do feel that if there is weakness in your team, um, when I look your 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 six. Uh, Jewels uh, to be uh, to be playing up front. When I see your your Declan Rice, uh, Billingham, I I really feel impressed by by these two guys. And then I am not so impressed by uh, by the rest of, of of the team. But as you say, uh, if you look at uh, at the numbers, uh, you are right. Uh, till Saturday night, you are deeply right. <laughs> Eric, I mean, going into this World <laughs> Cup without the likes of. Um... Benzema, Kante, yeah. um, Pogba. Did you honestly think that, sure, the quarterfinal we can get there. Did you honestly feel that France could go all the way? Do you still think France could go all the way? I do think that we can go all the way, but I do think first that we have to go uh, to the Saturday game. And then if we do make it, like you, we will have... I guess to face Portugal, and Portugal seems to be the European Brazil, and uh, it, <laughs> it might be quite a, 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 a difficult game uh, to reach to the final. So, so we have to be. Uh, I don't want to speak like Didier Deschamps, but game after game, it's uh, the boring way of talking by by a manager. But I, I, I am thinking the same way. Uh, it could be a mistake to think, oh, we can go to the final and we. Our team is great and is improving, and Mbappe is the world cl- is a world class player by far, maybe the number one in the world at the moment. But Mbappe can't win the World Cup by itself by himself. 
Oh no, it's going to be a good game. Let's hope the record continues. I think in uh, historically England's record yeah. against uh, France is very good: seventeen wins, nine defeats, five draws, mm. and France have never beaten England in a World Cup. So let's hope that yeah. continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that. I know the statistics. Uh, uh, and in the meantime, uh, we can go to our trophy room and we have to welcome. Oh no, no, absolutely, hey, absolutely, absolutely. And and, to, and to I be fair, done your carton. No, no, <laughs> to be fair, no, abs absolutely. I mean, listen, think of the Euros they're, they're, in there as well, don't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're the current holders, and yeah. and uh, you have the experience of winning the tournament. It's on England to come and t uh, take that away from you. I think we have the players to do that. Um, yeah, if, of course. Um, but but I I, I don't uh, I don't shy yeah. away from the fact that you have a very very good team. Eric, what are yeah. the headlines over there this morning? Like in your own newspaper, L'Equipe, which is of course massive selling sports newspaper in France, is is all the emphasis on Mbappe? Where is it? Um, I would say the focus today is mainly uh, about England. We try to uh, to understand uh, where is the strength, where is the weakness. Uh, we we talk of of course about Mbappe, with, but we we talk about I would say the general mood and the general feeling among the camp more than uh, uh, to make a, uh, the one hundredth uh, focus on on uh, Mbappe because we nearly know everything about him. But we have a, a big interview with Arsene Wenger, a very meaningful interview about uh, about the, the the game, and he says it, it looks like a, f a final for the final, and. Uh, we 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 really try to analyze uh, England uh, before tomorrow. Of course, concentrate on the on the French uh, French squad and French yeah. strengths and French weakness. Let's into a secret. Does Arsene Wenger tip the French or does he tip England? <laughs> oh, you know Arsene Wenger works for FIFA, and when you work for FIFA, it means that you are ready to never say something meaningful. <laughs> Eric, finally, give me give me your own prediction. Eric Biddleman's prediction. You're well respected yeah, yourself. Yeah, Come yeah. Uh, yeah, I I believe uh, hardly that uh, we are going to win to the, the the after the penalty shootout. I I really believe it's gonna be such a tight game and. Your record in uh, the penalty shootout give me a bit of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> What's the French for wind-up merchant? Oh, no. That was magnificent. Yeah. Eric Biedermann of L'Equipe. Merci bien. Uh, we'll speak more after this. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. So many of you sending in messages this morning on the eve of England-France. Carlton Palmer and Danny Mills are with me here in studio. Carlton, a few of them having a go at you, mate. England are a team relegated from the Nations League this summer. Haven't really played anyone of note at all in this tournament in uh, Qatar. And now Carlton has got them winning the trophy. I mean, what does he base it on? Well, listen, I'm not interested about the Nations League and nor are the players. Um, If we look at the facts of the previous tournaments... We went to the final. We're coming off the back of the Euros um, where we went to the final. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I believe we should have won that. I think Gareth should have been, me personally, um, you know, the best jockeys are in the stand. But me personally, I think if he'd have been more positive in that game, we could have gone on to win the Euros. So that's what I'm basing it on. And I'm basing it on the fact of the, the current crop of players that we've got, um, especially the front five or six. Okay, this is Chris in Newcastle. Morning, guys. What on earth is Danny on about? Kane, Foden, Bellingham, Walker are all world class. All world class. Bellingham and Foden are not world class yet. They they have the potential to be, uh, without a doubt. But I think you have to prove it. When do you become world class? After five or six seasons. You, you, you don't. You, Steven Gerrard wasn't world class at twenty. An exceptional player was magnificent. Mike Lyon wasn't world class when he burst onto the scene at eighteen, nineteen. Rooney wasn't world class at seventeen, eighteen when he started playing. You've got to do it over four or five seasons. Okay, I'll give you that argument. But then, when you look at the French side, it, I'll give you that argument. But look at the French side. Will give me the world class players in the French side. Mbappe. Yeah. So it's it's a level it's a level playing field. So it's a fifty it's a fifty fifty game yeah. pick'em, isn't it? But I look at their back four. But but then you know it's like the front, if if Benzema would be in that, without a doubt. Yeah, but he's not fit. No, and Pogba's not fit. And, and Kante would be in there if they, were, if they were fit and on form. Yeah, they they would be in that bracket. But so they're the not. So only one going into this game, and it's Mbappe. I think uh, Griezmann, Griezmann, Gries, Gries, Griezmann's Posman. there or there. He's a, Griezmann's a slightly different player, but Griezmann's there or thereabouts in terms of world class because he would get in most. If you're picking a team and you want someone to play in that role as that ten, he gets in the top three or four in that position but, but, without uh, a doubt. But the player that worries me, I'll be honest with you, and he's very underrated. I don't think England would underrate him. Is Giroud? I yeah. think he's a fantastic old up player. He scores good goals, and it's a problem now. Uh, French in this tournament so far have scored more goals from crosses, so it's important we stop the ball coming yeah, into the box. Yeah, you have to remember he, he played every game in the last World Cup, never scored. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's one of the first names on the team yeah, sheet absolutely, because Danny. it's the again, it's about the team and the way that they play. Okay, Benzema wasn't there in the yeah. last World Cup, yeah. but it's all almost been a blessing that Benzema's not there I think because Giroud gives them a focal point Yes, you know where he's going to be Mbappe can run off him on the other side Dembele can run off him Griezmann knows that he can just turn it around the corner he's going to hold the ball up you've got that focal point and this is what it's about sometimes we saw it with England in 04 in 06 you know whenever it was 
Just picking the best players doesn't make you the best team. No, absolutely not. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Many people still firing in messages to us. Many of you saying it's going to be England. Many of you saying, no, beware the French. Not just Mbappé, but Griezmann as well. Anyway, time will tell on that one. Time will tell what the future holds in store after this World Cup, whether England win it or not, with Gareth Southgate in mind. And it prompts a question, and I know Danny, Danny Mills is with me this morning with Carlton Palmer. Danny, I know this might be slightly tricky territory for you, but we'll go into it anyway. You're pals with Gareth. You live in the same area up in Harrogate. You know him well. Now, I'm going to put the question, why is Gareth Southgate seemingly never in the conversation for a domestic job? Before you come in on that one, I spoke to the man Jordan yesterday on this about Gareth Southgate's potential domestic credentials. There's a seat for every backside. Do I think that seat would be at the top six or top ten team in the Premier League? Highly debatable. I think the functions... Not a top ten. No, no I don't. I don't know where and who would want Gareth Southgate And, and what do you base level. that on? Because I think there's a vast difference between managing players over getting the best in the country and assimilating them to play against inferior opposition beating that inferior opposition and falling short against superior opposition, I don't think that's the blueprint for how domestic management says, aha, that's the excellence I want. Is he right, Danny? Well, before Danny Is answers right, that Carl? question, before Danny answers, because he's friends with him, so I'll let Danny answer that one. I'll just say this. Gareth Southgate has won, uh, is, is the only manager, he's won more... Uh, major tournament wins than any other England manager and that includes Sir Alf Ramsey that's a fact okay now that so may, let, that so may be the, the case but how transferable is the skill set from international to Premier League no, very well, because I, I would say Gareth is we talked about earlier there, there are coaches and there are managers Gareth is a man manager behind Gareth is a fantastic coaching team Steve Holland is an exceptional coach you go back to and, and please on social media don't jump onto the back of this Sir Alex Ferguson was not a very good football coach. Man management skills were exceptional. All the coaches he had under him, McLaren, Kiros, were exceptional. Moulinstein were, were fabulous. So that, that's a team. Gareth understands his role of managing people, managing players, being able to give them confidence and getting the best out of them. Steve Holland, who's, I have to remember, Steve Holland's worked with some of the best, by the way, and been very, very successful, is a lot of the key behind the coaching side of it Gareth will have his philosophies and, and will impart them and say to Steve Holland go and do that on the training ground without a doubt he could go into a top 10 club in the Premier League top 4 possibly not Chelsea Man United Arsenal Man City Liverpool maybe not maybe top 5 but anywhere under that without a doubt he'd get an interview and get you know when you're talking Simon's saying not top 10 well, but what, well, so, I, so I, hang I, on so, so Brentford Fulham Brighton wouldn't take Gareth I, I think I Newcastle think, yes they would without a shadow of a doubt well, well you've, you've got a manager who's who's taken a group of players I, I think Simon's been a bit unfair talking about the quality of the teams that he's played that he's got the results regardless of that right we, we can look at other nations well, Italy haven't qualified for the World but, Cup but I, I would turn on this to Carlton you know I, mean? I would say Sven didn't get those results no Capello didn't get those results correct Danny. McLaren didn't get those yeah, results exactly. Roy Hodgson didn't get those results Here we go. the list goes the, on the, the list goes now, on those on guys and you've just mentioned well, they all would had you top rather jobs? work under Southgate than the the previous names you've just thrown in would yes would you yeah, that's, that's, take, take answer away, that Danny would take, you? yes take away that he's a, he's a good friend of mine would you want to work for Gareth 
Yes, you would. Look at the atmosphere that he's created. Is that a good working environment? Well, Does he improve players? Does he bring players on a journey with him? Does he help develop players? Put trust in young players, along with his coaches as well. And, and I'm, you know, you've got to bring the coaches into that. Yes, he does. If you were looking at a long-term project at a football club, right, um, you would look at Gareth Southgate. And I think any team in the top 10 would look at what Gareth's done with this young group of players and 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 have a look at him. I think right. I think the English FA with the with the the youthfulness of this squad as long as Gareth I I believe this as long as England don't get beat by France 4 or 5 nil if they go out then I think they'll be looking to con- for Gareth to continue his work. But I, I, I don't see an argument for him not to get a top job. You see, it didn't job. go well all these years ago with Gareth at Middlesbrough. And it's a considerable period of time ago. Yeah, yeah but you have now, to remember... They went he was, down with him. Yeah, but he was 35, he was was 35 years old, 36 years old, Jim. He knew that that job was too soon. Martin O'Neill was interviewed. There were a string of managers interviewed. Nobody wanted that job at Middlesbrough. The chairman then went to Gareth and said, look, do you want to be player coach? And he went... I can't. I can't be player coach. It's impossible. I can't give 100% to being the manager if I'm still playing. So he stepped away a year too soon or a year earlier than he wanted to as a player to take that opportunity because he knew that he was unlikely to get another opportunity. Okay. That's a bit like Frank going into Chelsea. Right. It was probably too soon to go but into okay, Chelsea. Well, right, I'll so throw this at you there. Well, but you I'll have just, to take that let, opportunity. The World Cup comes and goes. Let's say in the second half of the season, Carlton, Manchester United have a nightmare under Ten Hag. Is Gareth in the equation? Chelsea have a yes. nightmare under yes. Potter. Yeah, it's in the yes. Is Gareth in the yeah, equation? Let, 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 me ask you, let, me, let me turn this around on you then, Jim. As a football player, right, can you start poorly and develop later on? So you, 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 So it all changes. Same as a manager. You can start, you take the opportunity young. I took the the opportunity that came up at Stockport. Big Ron told me not to take it. It was too soon for me. And, you know, you don't do as well. We we have this this mechanism of saying, well, okay, you've gone in there, you failed, you can't be successful later on. Of course you can. And of course he's learned. What's the most... When you talk about those top clubs, Jim, what's the most important thing? Man management. Man management. Because you've got good players. I would say winning. Well, but you've got good players. So you've got to be able to manage those players on a day-to-day basis. Gareth has proven exception at that. He's incredibly good with the media. That gets a lot of people on side. That buys you a little bit of extra time. And, and that does matter in this day and age. That's very, very important. And then he's, then he's going to bring in good coaches, top coaches in and around him. Stephen Gerrard brought in top coaches. Yeah. You know, we, we saw that. He had uh, Michael Beale um, in there, Gary McAllister as a senior head. Frank Lampard has done that, you know, brought in young coaches in and around him and then a senior head. Um, I think this with, is with, crucial. With Clement in there. I think, but, but what's key here is no, you've got to be given time. You've got to be now, given boardrooms at that level in the Premier yeah. League who want success yesterday. And what, what Gareth's got to do now, and this is important for him going forward, because he has got this tag of being conservative and 
you know, just playing out to get results. He's got to be more entertaining, which is what England are doing Having in the said world. That, Colin, uh, look, let me look, just finish one second. Goals no, no, but let me just finish this, Dan. He has done that in this tournament. He's taken the handbrake off. So what? Uh, what I want him to do tomorrow is keep that handbrake I, off I, I, and I go and have really... a go at the fringe. And if he does that and we win, if he goes and gets to the semi-final, at least with England, then how can you say he's not? He's, he can't be in the conversation for a top five job. He's got to be in the conversation. I, I find that it's difficult so taking the handbrake off. Did we take the handbrake off against USA? No, they played better than us. Did we take the handbrake off against Scotland? No, they played better than us. Sometimes it happens in football. And when you're listening to the likes of James Madison... And you are late to you, Danny. That I thought very, very... Well, they, they, they were. They were the better, USA yeah, were a better team. Yeah, Scotland but, were a better team. Yeah, but, he, but Dan, what he didn't do in those games, I understand and I totally agree with you, right? He didn't play a negative formation. Then you give no. the opposition opposition credit I think in the Euros I think especially in the final in the Euros I'm looking at him if you as a manager but you're 1-1 one, one against Italy I know but if you're I understand that but if you're looking at that a, bench, te a team that no, hadn't lost for 35 games let me finish if you can look at that bench and you can change it to win the game because you've got offensive players on the like Grealish. Then you've got to have a go. People like Ferguson, you know, they would. I, I, I play. They find a way. Well, Ferguson, when when they won the league, remember when Sheffield Wednesday played? They, we were winning the game with, with fifteen minutes to go. He basically put put on all the tackers on the pitch, and they ended up winning the game two one, and ended up going and winning the league. I, I think it's always very very easy to criticise in hindsight. I'm you, not criticising. No, no, you didn't do this or didn't do that. If we'd have won the Euros, and bear in mind this was penalty kicks, by the way. Yeah, Mor Morocco true. brought players on just to take penalty kicks. It worked. Yeah, no, but there yeah. goes. So and that, so that was okay. If we'd have won the Euros on penalty kicks, and you're talking three penalty kicks were away from yeah, winning okay. it, suddenly you're a tactical genius so for drawing year, with no, the no, Italians. A year to two years from now, is Gareth managing in the Premier League? No, I don't think he will. I don't. I don't think he wants to. I, I think. I, I think. I think after this, I think he, he'll walk away and have a break. Yeah, and, and, it, I, and whether he comes back into that the day to day, I'm not sure. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Well, thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.